Every time you turn on a toaster or put your phone on charge, you use the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. You could travel around the globe 10 times in just one second at that speed. A trip from Earth to the Moon would take the same time. And the journey from the Earth to the Sun would take about 8 minutes. And that's the speed at which you get an electric current in your outlet. Now, throw all your high school physics textbooks away because everything we've been taught about electricity is false. They say an electric current is the flow of charged particles, electrons. Forget about that. In fact, they don't even move. Let's look at a conductor with a current. This is how electrons actually behave. It's like a C wave. They are attracted to each other and then they return to their places. But we still get the energy we need through the electric and magnetic fields that form around the current conductor. Let's take the simplest circuit, a battery and a light bulb. One wire connects the minus of the battery to the light bulb, the other wire goes back to the plus of the battery. When our circuit is on, an electric current flows from the battery to the bulb and then back to the battery. But if the textbooks were right, the bulb wouldn't light up because the flow of charged particles, electrons, is now moving in the opposite direction from the bulb. Now, let's look at the fields in this simple system. The red lines are the magnetic field. It always appears around the conductor with an electric current. The green lines are the electric field. It appears around every single electric charge. Place your hand so that your fingers are positioned in the direction of the electric field. Now bend them in the direction of the magnetic field. Your thumb points in the direction of the energy flux, from the battery to the light bulb. Now let's do the same thing, only on the section from the bulb to the battery. Take your right hand, bend your fingers, and voila! Your thumb is still pointing in the direction of the bulb, only it's turned upside down. That's why the bulb is working. The energy is still going from the source to the consumer. This is precisely how electricity is transported at the speed of light through the energy flux. Another proof that electrons don't flow directly from the power plant to your wall outlet is transformers. These are the boxes or barrels you see on power lines. Inside them, there are two coils that don't touch. Electrons don't jump from one coil to the other. When an electric current passes through one coil, this creates a magnetic field around it. This magnetic field creates an electric current in the opposite coil. This transforms the high-voltage electric current to the current you have in your outlet. This is why these devices are called transformers. Now let's see how to create an electric current from scratch. You'll need to use generators. Although it looks like a complicated technology, it can be simplified to a magnet and a coil. All you have to do is rotate the magnet inside the coils. The constant motion of the magnetic field will create an electric current. You can also do the opposite, move the coils around the magnet. People produce most electricity on the planet by using such generators. Only the ways generators rotate differ. The world's most common generators need steam. First, you need coal or gas. You burn the fuel and heat the water. The water turns into steam and goes through special pipes to a turbine. This thing with a bunch of blades looks like an airplane engine, and it operates on a similar principle. The steam goes through all these blades and makes the turbine spin at an incredible speed. The turbine then makes the generator rotate. The magnet spins between the coils like crazy, 
All that's left to do is to connect some wires to the coils and you'll get your current. Then, the steam goes through these giant chimneys, cooling towers. Clouds of smoke that come out from them are not actually smoke, but steam. It usually rains artificially inside these towers. When water drops come into contact with the pipes carrying the hot steam from the turbine, the rain evaporates. The cooled steam in the pipes turns into water, then heats up again, turns into steam, spins the turbine, and so on. Nuclear power plants also create steam to spin the turbine. But they don't need fuel, they use nuclear energy. Heavy elements decay in a controlled chain reaction. It releases a colossal amount of energy in the form of heat. We take this heat and transfer it to the water. You know what happens next? The water turns into steam, spins the turbine, goes through the cooling tower, and back into the reactor. Again, all for the sake of spinning the generator. We have more environmentally friendly ways to produce electricity. Wind turbines. The wind rotates giant blades. That, in turn, spins a generator inside the wind turbine. Ta-da! Electricity is ready for consumption. On the downside, this method needs the wind to be constant. If the weather is calm, your TV might shut off at the worst possible moment. Wind turbines are also hard to maintain because you have to send someone up to the height of a 22-story building. Sometimes, the braking system of a wind turbine breaks down and the blades start spinning madly until they break. Another option is hydroelectric power plants. Here, we use a strong stream of water. Sometimes, it's the natural flow of a river. But in most cases, we create human-made waterfalls, like Hoover Dam. In the basin above, the water has much potential energy. The dam opens, and a powerful stream of water flows through a tunnel inside it. The turbine produces electricity and sends it further down the power lines. The water then continues its way down the river. Sometimes, hydroelectric power plants operate without such giant rivers. They create their own water supply. At night, when electricity is cheaper, pumps move the water through pipes into a reservoir at the top of a mountain. During the day, when people are awake and consume much electricity, the valves open. The water flows into the reservoir below, spinning the turbine and generating electricity. We also know how to get electricity without turbines or generators. Solar panels. Photovoltaic cells inside these panels convert sunlight into electrical energy. They're environmentally friendly and need no fuel. But we can only use them in places where there's enough sunlight. If you're thinking about which source of electrical energy you want to use, I've got bad news for you. You're already using most of them at the same time. The electric power delivery system is a vast grid. Imagine your house. It has lots of outlets and electrical appliances. If you need a toaster, you plug it into an outlet. Now zoom out. A huge city works the same way. To power it, you need to plug it into an outlet. The electric power delivery grid. Look at this chart. This is how we use electricity throughout the day. At night, the line goes down because most people are asleep. But some devices are still running, like air conditioners, street lights, pumps that pump water into your faucet, and many others. So the line never goes down to zero. Then we wake up and the line goes up sharply. We turn on TVs and radios, make ourselves toast, and heat food in microwaves. Our electrical energy consumption goes up. Then, during the workday, we don't use as much energy. When we get home in the evening, the consumption line needs to go up again, until we go to bed. And so it repeats every day. 
Let's take one week. If we shade the area of the chart under the line of electrical energy consumption, we get the total amount of electricity that we need during this time. Nuclear power plants run 24-7 and produce a steady amount of electricity. They are the foundation for vital city systems. Then, there are coal power plants. Along with nuclear plants, they produce minimal level of electricity we need to operate. Then, there are wind and solar power plants at the bottom of the chart. To meet people's demands, and I mean these spikes in consumption in the morning and evening, they use gas-fired power plants and hydroelectric power plants. It's because of the response time. When electricity consumption rises, it's necessary to produce energy very quickly. It would take almost a whole day to start a nuclear power plant and then stop it. A coal plant will also take a long time to heat up to the right temperature. The solution is gas plants. They can start generating electricity within minutes. Engineers know your daily routine even better than you. They know when most people wake up and thoughtfully start generating more electricity for you. Plus, they usually know your habits and traditions. For example, during the Super Bowl, people tend to visit their friends and neighbors. It means that several families watch only one TV. So, on the Super Bowl day, electricity consumption goes down, and the engineers know this. Everyone decorates their homes and stores with lights that consume electricity during winter celebrations. This means that at night, electricity consumption is higher than usual.